Hello, I'm Chris Kreitjo, and this is the New Rust Station Podcast, a show about learning the Rust programming language. This is Crates You Should Know, Quick XML. As part of my work on my Lightning Static Site Generator, I realized I needed to be able to quickly parse XML for some syntax highlighting. I want to be able to do that at build time rather than requiring myself or users to run JavaScript on the page to see syntax highlighted code. And I'll talk about the crate I'm using to do the syntax highlighting in a future Crates You Should Know episode. But the challenge I faced was taking a bunch of well-formed HTML and then reliably identifying every language-tagged code block, extracting that, syntax highlighting it, and then replacing it in the original content. As you know, if you've ever tried to do this kind of thing in HTML or XML, you might be able to get away with handling that kind of thing with a regular expression most of the time, but eventually that approach will just blow up in your face. This is a problem for an XML parser and an XML writer. And as far as we're concerned here, HTML is roughly a subset of XML. Strictly speaking, HTML is not a subset of XML, but usually you'll find that XML parsers can also handle HTML. So I went looking for an XML parsing crate. And there are a number of these crates in the Rust ecosystem presently, and I ended up reading through the docs for each of them and playing with several of them and I landed on Quick XML. It's fast, it has a fairly ergonomic API, and it supports XML namespaces. If you're wondering, I don't need namespaces for this project, but Lightning is not just about static site generation for me. It's also a proving ground for a bunch of other ideas I'm working on in the background. More about those in the far future. So let's talk about Quick XML and its API a little. The crate itself is pretty straightforward. At the top level, it exposes four structs and one enum. These structs are element, XML decal for declaration, XML reader, and XML writer, and the enum is event. There are also some types for handling attributes and errors and namespaces, and those go off in their own dedicated modules. The element type of those structs I listed is the workhorse, and the reader and writer types and methods use it heavily in conjunction with the event enum. Those events are things like starting a tag, ending a tag, comments, text, and so on. Each variant contains an element. XML decal, as I alluded to a moment ago, is for handling declarations, and it's just a wrapper around an element with some extra functions for handling the specific attributes you care about from XML declarations specifically. The XML reader and XML writer types do exactly what they say. They give you an interface for reading and writing XML. Now, Quick XML is implemented as what is called a pull parser meaning that instead of preemptively building and then handing you a fully parsed tree or something along those lines, instead it works as an iterator. This in turn allows you to step through it as you will. And there are upsides and downsides to this approach. The biggest downside is that if you want that fully created tree structure, you have to build it yourself. The biggest upside is that if you don't need that tree structure, you don't pay the cost of having it anyway. That's particularly interesting and particularly helpful for memory usage. Now, I'm not overly worried about that in the case of Lightning. It should not be a memory hog. But I also take the view that if you can do things in a more lightweight fashion, it's good to do so. 
That's a big part of what attracts me to Rust, in fact, the ability to do things in a fast and lightweight way in users' machines. In any case, the net result of making Quick XML be a pull parser is that parsing and writing some XML with the crate was pretty easy. I didn't need a tree, so this was very straightforward. Here's how it works. The XML reader takes a buffer of content and produces a stream of events. The XML writer takes events and writes them to anything which implements the standard IO write trait. In practice, that means that you can just treat the XML reader type like a standard iterable, because it is a standard iterable. You may recall when I talked about traits back in episode 9, I hinted at this kind of thing, and I talked about standard iter iterator specifically in that episode. Here is where all that power comes to bear. You can use the exact same set of iteration methods on an XML reader as you can, say, the built-in VEC type. Then, to do whatever transformations you need to do, you can just match on the event type and transform the data you get out of it. In Lightning, that translated to pulling the events out of the XML reader instance, inspecting them to see if they were important for syntax highlighting, and doing the syntax highlighting if so, and then pushing them into an XML writer instance. To do this, I built a simple little state machine, which determined what to do from each event coming out of the reader. If the event wasn't of interest for syntax highlighting, I just pushed it directly into the XML writer instance. If the events matched the magical pair of tags I was looking for, a pre and a code tag with a language class attached, I would grab the text element they contained, parse it, syntax highlight it, and hand it back, building a new element out of the highlighted code. Then I would push that into the XML writer. And when I'd finished processing the whole thing, I could just convert it back into a string for further processing, or even write it directly to a file. I've used very powerful XML parsing toolchains before. In particular, I made heavy use out of the Python LXML tool a couple years ago when I was generating the HTML for holybible.com from an XML source. Certainly, if you wanted to do the kinds of things that LXML gives you the ability to do, you would need to build more on top of QuickXML. But, and this is important, you could do that. QuickXML is a great little library, and it has a very well-thought-out API. I had no trouble figuring out how to use it, even though I had never used a pull parser before. So if you are working with XML or HTML, this little library is well worth becoming acquainted with. And like me, you might not only get a good tool out of it, but learn something about pull parsers out of it. For my part, this made me so happy with the pull parsing approach that when, sometime in the next year or so, I end up implementing a parser in Rust, it will almost certainly be a pull parser. More on that when it happens. In conclusion, though, if you're doing things with XML, Quick XML is a great bet. And it's also open to contributions, so if you find something it doesn't do well, you should just file an issue or even open a PR with a fix for it. Thanks to Chris Palmer, Christopher Gifford, Daniel Collin, Matt Rudder, Ben Whitley, Peter Tillemans, Philip Keller, Stephen Morosky, Rafe Levine, and Vesa Kailavirta for sponsoring the show this month. You can see a full list of sponsors in the show notes. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, you can set up recurring contributions at patreon.com slash neurostation, or you can give a one-off contribution at any of a number of other services listed on the show website. There, at neurostation.com, you can also find links to the docs, the repository, and the crate page for quick XML. You can follow the show on Twitter at neurostation, or follow me there at Chris Kreitschow. And if you enjoy the show, hey, please tell somebody about it. 
You can also help others discover the show by rating and reviewing it on iTunes, by recommending it in another podcast directory, or by sharing it around on whatever social media you use. I hope you've enjoyed this first Crates You Should Know episode, and hopefully I'll be able to put out at least one of these each month. I already have a handful of crates on my list to talk about, but I'd love to hear suggestions for more. You can shoot those my way or respond more generally in the threads for the episode on the Rust user forum or on Hacker News or on Reddit. And of course, you can also just email me at hello at newruststation.com. Until next time, happy coding. Happy coding.